Welcome, everybody. The Bend starts now. Welcome to The Bend. I am your host, Rebecca Warner, a.k.a. Beck, as you've all gotten to know me. A huge thank you to those who brought you today's show, Ultimate Outdoor Adventures TV. Join Team UOA every week for exciting action in the crosshairs of the outdoors. Wolf Auctioneers. Mickey's Mustard. Are you feeling hot and sassy? Downtown Threads, Oklahoma. Ranch House Coffee. Loeb's Lake Oahe Guide Service. RFD TV. And the Cowboy Channel. RFD TV now. Visit CowboyChannelPlus.com to sign up and start streaming today. Get a hold of me anytime at 305-900-BEND. That is 305-900-2363. Or drop me an email at bendradioshow at gmail.com. Joining today is my producer and sound engineer, Jeff Tigger Earhart. Hello. By the way, everybody, we've had some great listener responses coming in and you guys have been offering some suggestions, giving us some, telling us some great things that you guys think we're doing, but also giving us a few suggestions. And so as you'll notice, maybe you already have, we've been adding in a few other segments and changing things up a little bit. So keep those coming in. We greatly appreciate it. I still don't have your sound effect though. Well, thanks for bringing that, that up. That's on the to-do list. It is. It's it just is. the shotgun deal. I like the shotgun Again, anybody have an idea for a sound effect for Beck? Send it my way. So Maybe are, then Tigger will remember. Do they... I like this. I like where this is going. So they don't have to do the... They don't have to be a sound engineer. They just need to say, here's an idea. Mine is the whip crack. Yes. So when you think of the name Beck or Rebecca... Do you know why mine is the whip crack? Well, I know you used to braid rips... Braid whips. Sorry, I mispronounced that yeah, word. Because I'm a whip cracker. That's been my deal. So wait what a second. Is it- there are people called whip crackers. Yeah. Okay. I just learned something. They're new. not whip whippers. I'm thinking of like Indiana Jones and cracker. Oh. Because the end of the oh gosh, we're going down another trip. But the end of the whip is a cracker, not a popper. We'll talk oh. about this. You just we'll talk about this on my show. This is. All right, this the is a topic for show. another day and another okay. time. So a suggestion for a sound effect for you. Yes, Good I would idea. like something. Yes. So Send you got something way. for the winner? You know what? I will. I will find something in the goodie bag here. I bet I can get we Mickey's do. or Ranch House Coffee. Somebody we to give us some. something. Yes. Send it my some. way. Find a sound effect for Beck. All right, let's head to our first segment. That went down. <laughs> okay. That's what we love about this show. Why do we have to be like everyone else? Powering through the outdoors. Yes. Our first segment. And today's spotlight is brought to you by Loeb's Lake Oahe Guide Service. All right. What crossed my, my desk this week, and I couldn't help but not put this in the spotlight, was an article I read from Outdoor Life showcasing Jason Klein from Northwest Ohio. And what is awesome is Jason Klein, he has been a hunter for many, many years. And actually, he has been after this massive, beautiful white-tailed buck. And he's been, he's been, I guess, going after him for about four to five years, mm-hmm. even as far as has video of him on his trail cams. Well, that's um, just mean. <laughs> I mean, and- that's just mean by the buck that just every year for four or five years, you see the same 
video on the trail cam. That's just amazing. And you just never have a chance. And you just never get it. Is that but, is that kind of the deal with uh, right behind you with the the muley that you you stocked him for the white tail. I have a white tail that yes, I Oh, it's a white tail that Yes, uh, my dad and I both did and it gets into the same topic here as sure. what Jason was okay. doing is, you know, he didn't track this this buck just during the season, the off season he would go shed hunting. And by the way, quick, I'm into shed hunting. A lot of my friends are, those that don't know what it is, it's not going out to your backyard and and hanging out in the shed we're talking shop hunting yeah we're talking about still getting out there and hiking and looking for those antlers after season once they drop them and jason was lucky enough i mean not that it was bad enough that he saw this buck in his trail cam year after year even you know things like that but he's found multiple years worth of sheds from this whitetail buck so he knew that this was a monster he knew that he was around yes and i will give jason credit too he did have an opportunity to have a shot at him but he was a very good hunter it wasn't a good shot so he did not take it oh so he, so even he passed did have a up. chance to fling he, an arrow at he him he saw him he, he said, was a uh-uh. bow hunter and he saw him close enough where he got a respect. good look at this guy respect that's a true hunter right so there. anyway yeah. after the 2020 um bow season here he realized he didn't again he missed him he didn't see him anywhere and got thinking it was kind of odd he didn't see him anywhere during this last year's hunting season and scouted around during doing his shed hunting like what i like to do and went to a neighboring landowner who he knows typically doesn't allow anybody to come hunting but the landowner knew that jason just likes to hike and look for sheds and said yeah come on you can just come and take a look and go look well sure enough here the the buck now about eight years old had passed away on natural causes on his own oh the antlers were there beautiful oh. rack beautiful rack now we're talking actually i should say massive this whitetail buck scored 233 and 7 eighths inches oh my goodness. a local conservation officer confirmed natural causes for the death and the landowner was nice enough to let jason keep the rack knowing how long he had hunted for him so cool congratulations story. jason klein that you got your buck regardless See what positive actions in the outdoors or even liking us and following us on The Bend could get you? A shout out right here. Sit back and enjoy the news. Today's news radar is brought to you by Wolf Auctioneers. Thanks, guys. The National Deer Association released their annual report. Deer hunters in the United States took more adult and mature bucks in the 2019-2020 hunting season than ever reported. According to Chief Conservation Officer... From the National Deer Association, Kip Adams, he says hunters now shoot far more bucks that are at least three and a half years old than one and a half years old. He then goes on to say this is very different from the hunting seasons a decade or two ago. Other facts released in the report, 64% of the deer taken in the 2019-2020 season were harvested with a firearm compared to 25% with archery equipment and 10% with a muzzle loader. New Jersey had the highest percentage of deer harvest with archery equipment at 63%. Rhode Island was the highest with muzzleloaders at 48%. And Idaho was the highest in rifle deer harvest with 94%. Lastly, Texas had the highest total buck harvest. For all you cold weather snow lovers out there, personally, I'm ready for spring. The Associated Press reports, The thrill of riding along a remote trail coupled with Americans' ongoing desire to get outside during the pandemic is creating the biggest boom in more than two decades for the snowmobiling industry. 
From Maine to Montana, it's becoming difficult to find a new snowmobile for sale, and the rental fleets are booked up too. According to Ed Klim from the International Snowmobile Manufacturers Association, snowmobile sales are expected to increase 15% to 20% this winter, the most since the winter of 1995-96. With vacations canceled and people getting antsy, Americans are putting down money to get outside. Unlike an expensive one-time vacation, snowmobiling represents a family activity that can give back year after year, as long as there's snow. Those hoping to get outdoors have fewer options in the colder months. Skiing remains a favorite pastime in northern states, but downhill skiers face some pandemic-related restrictions at ski resorts, and many skiers don't like the idea of waiting in line with others during a pandemic. Snowmobiling has fewer pandemic restrictions and offers riders an escape from the people. The owners of more than 1.2 million snowmobiles registered in the United States can ride wherever there are trails. After the break, this next guest talks gunsmithing old school to new modifications. Stick around, you won't want to miss this. Pro Rodeo fans, watch the Cowboy Channel anytime, anywhere with PRCA on the Cowboy Channel Plus. Live stream the Cowboy Channel or watch your favorite PRCA rodeos on demand. Classic PRCA rodeos added weekly. Get the PRCA on the Cowboy Channel Plus for only $9.99 a month or save 25% by signing up for a full year. Visit CowboyChannelPlus.com to sign up and start streaming today. To be known, you have to be seen. To be seen, you have to be noticed. Downtown Threads has us covered. They provide that upscale, stylish, noticeable custom embroidery design for premium clothing, apparel, and caps. They do it all for us. Downtown Threads Oklahoma has the graphic design team and knowledge to take your look to the next level and be seen. Call today, 580-237-7060, and follow on Facebook at Downtown Threads Oklahoma. Hashtag catch back if you can. This is Sean McCoy with Mickey's Mustard. If you're like me, you love your condiments. So, are you feeling hot and sassy? Digging something sweet and zesty? Mickey's Mustard has it all. Mickey's is 100% all-natural mustard sauce made with banana peppers. And get this, it's fat-free to boot. Shop at Mickey's. That's M-I-C-K-E-Y-S. Mickey'sMustard.com. Ain't nothing like it, and it's straight from the heart of Texas. I love this stuff. I ate the whole bottle in like two days. Welcome back. During the off season, or at least my off season, is when I like to get my firearms modified, repaired. Okay, if repairs need to happen, cleaned. Oh, wait a second. You know what? Cleaning, that brings up a whole nother topic and discussion. And you know what? I want to hear from you guys. Please tell me, what is your process on how you clean your firearms and how often? The debate is on. Call 305-900-BEND. That's 305-900-2363. Anyhow, I called longtime gunsmith and firearm collector Robert Wilson at Wizards Gun Shop in Ocala, Florida to visit about a few simple mods and we got into a whole different conversation about the art and the business of gunsmithing. I would bet there's several of you listening that have wondered how to get in this business. Well, obviously, 
It has changed over the years, but for Robert, he does things the old-fashioned way, and he is darn sure proud of that fact. Robert, thanks for letting me go down a whole different path with you. First, I hear you have a nickname. I'm known as most of my customers call me the wizard. I got the name from a guy that I started with when uh, I started in the business. He, because I could fix anything. So he just called me the wizard because I could fix anything that broke. Well, almost four decades, I believe you told me you've been in the gunsmithing business. How did you get into this? Well, I was going to church with a gentleman that worked at Rebel Gun Refinishing, which was an outfit that blue, parkerized, nickel plated, gold plated firearms of all types and for all types of uh, for businesses and people. And uh, they had lost an employee and he mentioned that I should come in and interview. And I did. And I went to work at Rebel Gun Refinishing in August of 1983 and became a disassembler, which my job was to tear down, disassemble all the guns that came in that were shipped in so that they could go through the refinishing process. And then they had four other guys that did assembly work. And so that's how I got my foot in the door. You can say I was kind of industrial trained. And I eventually worked my way up to assembly. Then I worked my way up into repairing guns that came in while I was there. Became basically the foreman the last year, which was 86. And I went out on my own in 87. Over the last 30 plus years, what have you seen change? The, uh, the customers coming in are not as knowledgeable. And the guns that are being manufactured, I basically state don't really need gunsmith. And I call them snack, snap and click Legos. Because most of the guns today, the AR platform, the Glock, the XDs, the uh, M&Ps, generally just need to be taken apart, parts changed. They don't really require any fitting or gunsmithing. So that's been the biggest change is the way that firearms are manufactured and, of course, the, the design of the firearms. And like I said, the customers don't have the knowledge like the customers that come in a shop 30 years ago, you know. Sounds like you've probably seen it all. Uh, what would you say is some of the craziest things you've seen come into your shop? Oh, people trying to make movie type guns when they see stuff off of um, just different movie scenarios. They want to have these wild rails built and muzzle brakes and um, different types of stock assemblies modified or customized. That's probably the craziest I've seen, but. Do you see many people in the next generation interested in getting into gunsmithing? Unfortunately not. I've had in the last, well, two years ago, I had my hip replaced and I had tried to bring some guys in to work when I went through the surgery for my hip replacement. And um, they did not quite meet the level of what my work is. And I had a lot of work come back while they were in my shop and they don't, they just don't have the desire to learn the old traditions like hand fitting, tempering. They like the idea if they can work on a machine, but to have to hand file or hand draw or stone something down, they don't seem to have the patience. I keep hoping that one day somebody's gonna walk through my front door and say, you know, I've got what it takes. What does it take to be a gunsmith? Well, as far as the, the platforms and the guns that are out there today, not a whole lot. You can actually, I call it the Google gunsmith because you can Google it up see how to do the modifications on Glocks and Springfield XDs and Smith & Wesson M&Ps and the AR platform guns. So most of, I think, the guys that will actually call themselves gunsmiths will be basically working on those platforms of guns. And somebody like me that works on Parazis or old Brownings and old Winchesters or Flintlocks and Matchlocks and such as that, I don't know that there's going to 
be hardly any of that in the future. We were talking off air about your philosophy and passion for gunsmithing. You mentioned a story about a customer that struggled to get their gun repaired and you were able to eventually help them. What was that? I had a customer just uh, four months ago had a drilling, a German drilling, 12 gauge by 30-06, and he had took it to a gun shop down in Fort Myers. They had it for six months. They couldn't make a spring. He took it to a gun shop in Orlando because it needed a hammer spring. They could not accommodate him. He went to another shop in Daytona. They had it for three months, couldn't accommodate him, and he brought it to me, and I'm pretty proficient at making springs, and I took one of the other springs out of the gun, used it as a copy, and I cut one out, shaped it, finished it, <clears throat> heat treated it, and then annealed it and put it back in the gun. He was tickled to death, and that's the kind of things I consider gunsmithing when you have to uh, actually manufacture, modify, or you know, spend intense time to fit a part properly. And like I said, it, uh, that he had had it out from a year at, at different gunsmiths, and couldn't get anybody to make a spring. They all tried to find a spring or tried to modify a spring, but they couldn't make a spring. So, What are you seeing maybe some of the biggest problems with the firearms that are brought in today? Well, what I get on the ones on the AR platforms and the Glocks and stuff is when people basically manufacture what they call a drop-in, no gunsmithing part, like a barrel or a gas block or an accessory, because that company is wanting to sell that item tremendously that's their biggest goal is to get that thing sold and then they send them out there and they do not truly fit everything and there's there is issues and when the customer gets it they assume that there's no gunsmithing required so they drop it in the gun and it doesn't function and they don't have the basic knowledge to understand how that gun locks or unlocks the timing involved in the slide travel or in the gas system and they come to a dead end and they come walking in my door and they go it doesn't work and then the first thing I ask them is, did you build the gun? Did you buy the gun? Did you change any parts? And usually when I get the all the information I need, I know exactly where I got to go to to correct the problem. And unfortunately, I see that tremendously, especially with all the stuff available on Amazon and eBay. And you have no clue where it was manufactured or anything because you'll see this uh, that it basically complies with like a high-end, four-end, like professional ordnance firearms or Daniel Defense or Naboski. And it'll look just like it and everything else, but then when you get it to your door, the holes aren't drilled correctly or there's other issues with it. You got it for half price, but it doesn't work. So buyer has to be aware on a lot of this stuff like that because when the market is like right now surging and people are trying to get anything they can to modify or upgrade their guns, they look see something for an expensive price and they click on it. Next thing you know, they're at my door going, well, can't you fix it? And I'm like, it'll cost more for me to fix it than if you would have spent money and bought a good one. Robert, thank you so much for the time. I know we were off topic of what I first called, but I am so glad we just got the chance to visit about the business. And what you say makes total sense. Fix it once, fix it right. The same as buy it once. And to be honest, I have tried to do that very thing. You know, do it yourself, DIY. And yep, it jumped up and bit me. Anyone wanting more information about Wizards Gun Shop, head to Facebook and search Wizards Gun Shop. Stick around, everyone. We'll be back with more of The Bend right after this.
Hey guys and gals, this is John Arman with Ultimate Outdoor Adventures TV. Ultimate Outdoor Adventures TV travels the back roads to the backwaters in pursuit of the ultimate adventure in hunting and fishing. Join Team UOA every week for exciting action in the crosshairs of the outdoors. Catch Ultimate Outdoor Adventures TV on YouTube, Amazon Prime, and make sure to follow Team UOA on Facebook and Instagram to share in the ultimate outdoor adventure. Hello, I'm Shane Wolf with Wolf Auctioneers. Our family has been in agriculture for over a century and in the auction business since 1964. With our knowledge of the land, competitive bidding, and experience in marketing, we will no doubt reach the highest potential of your land. Visit our website at wolfauctioneers.com, your land and equipment auctioneers. Under Dan 50, sold. In the field, on the farm, or in the saddle, we're right there with you in your pocket, on your phone, and everywhere you go. RFD TV Now. Current ag reports, geo targeted weather, live streaming 24 7, and our full collection of shows you love at the tip of your finger. At less than $10 a month, it's the cheapest tool on the farm. Download the app today and start watching RFD TV Now. Welcome back. We received an email from a listener, Lynn from Wyoming. Let's take a, you know, let me read this. Hello, Beck. After listening to your show the other week about dog health and dog food, we are thinking of giving this a try. Did your guest mention how to go about switching to a new kind of dog food? By the way, we also run a few cattle dogs too. Not saying they're the best in the world. Anyway, let me know what you come up with. Thanks so much, Lynn. Looks like Lynn is from Wyoming. Thank you, Lynn. I reached out to Dr. Michael Hayek from Exclusive Pet Nutrition for that answer. What we want to do is do a gradual change on that. We always recommend that as nutritionists. So what I usually recommend to folks to do is start out with 25% of your new food. So then this case being the exclusive signature and 75% of the old food or the current food. And then feed that for about two to three, I prefer about three days then move to a 50-50 mixture for three days, then go to a 75% of the new food, 25% of your current food for three days, and then you can go to 100% of the new food on there. So that gradual change gives those microorganisms time to adjust on there, and it gives a very nice smooth transition for dogs as they move from one food to another. First off, thank you for reaching out again, Lynn. Appreciate the great question and happy to hear you're listening to the show. And Dr. Hayek, appreciate you always taking the time to help us out with all the tips too. For those wanting more information about the exclusive dog food that Dr. Hayek mentioned, head to exclusivepetfood.com. Hey Tigger, are you still there? I'm still here. You and I have dealt with some of these issues in the digestive with our dogs, and I know we visited with Dr. Hayek a little bit before about it. I know the other thing that's been, I think we're dealing with, maybe share with everybody else, is these bitter cold temperatures and how hard it is on our animals. Well, one thing to keep in mind that regardless of what you're dealing with, if it be the dogs or you know horses, cows, whatever, water. Oh, make yes. sure that there is uh, water available to them because they're not going to want to drink. And you, you think about the summertime, but it is in the wintertime when 
we're the same way. If we're cold, we really aren't going to want to go and a lot of times drink that big glass of water per se. So always make sure that we've got water in front of them and make sure that they are drinking and consuming water. That's my Great thing. point. Anybody else out there, though, if you have questions, concerns, things that we can investigate, remember, you can always send them my way. Leave me a voicemail anytime at 305-900-BEND or send that email to bendradioshow at gmail.com. You know, I will say you do get an enormous amount of participation from your listening audience. I do, and I love it. Congratulations. I mean, that's that's pretty great because you've heard from Lynn from Wyoming. You've heard them from all over Wyoming. Um, gosh, we've had what? The East Coast. It kind Florida, of bounced around all the different corners of the United States. And yeah. one thing we haven't talked about, too, is getting to know more about myself, following me on Facebook. I do a lot of quizzes and have fun with that, too. I know last week I had on there, you guys might want to check it out, at The Ben Show on Facebook, but I had a question about beaver tracks. Well, first off, I put tracks and nobody even knew what they were. And I had all kinds of answers from across the country. People were looking at these tracks trying to figure out, is it an otter? Is it a beaver? Is it a seal? But you know what? It was fun. I re- I'm always the first to jump out to Game and Fish or anyone else for the real answers and help it out. So there you go, folks. If you're looking for something else fun and you like to be engaged on things, find me on Facebook. Bullseye! In the crosshairs today, I am heading back to the kitchen where I found a recipe that I just feel like i got to share. I have to give a shout-out to the National Wild Turkey Federation to their member Kenneth Baker for sharing a recipe on how to use that wild game we have or the common beef and pork that you might have in your freezer to make pastrami. I'm going to be putting this recipe, by the way, on Facebook, exactly how it is, but the idea behind it is you take a three-pound roast, put it in a brine, and then eventually after about a week of it sitting in the brine, you smoke it, and voila, you have pastrami. So, of course, for the full recipe, head to my Facebook page, at The Ben Show. A huge thank you to everyone who came around the bend, producer and sound engineer, Jeff Tigger Earhart. Our guest today, Robert Wilson from Wizards Gun Shop. Lynn from Wyoming, keep sending in those questions. And Dr. Michael Hayek from Exclusive Pet Food for jumping in to answer. Our partners, Wolf Auctioneers, Ranch House Coffee, Mickey's Mustard, Downtown Threads, Oklahoma, Ultimate Outdoor Adventures TV, Loeb's Lake Oahe Guide Service, RFD TV, and the Cowboy Channel. Finally, a big thanks to all of you listeners out there. Remember, if you have a topic we should investigate or a tale of your own to share, send it this way. Keep up with me, Beck, all week long by following The Bend on Facebook. Remember, I'm going to be putting a recipe on there. Follow me on Facebook and on Instagram at The Bend Show. This is Rebecca Warner, and remember to catch back if you can next week on The Bend. Mm-hmm.